Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 249.5, recorded on October 10th, 2019. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk about Doom Eternal delays and My Little Ponyta comes to Pokemon Shield. Jesse, cue that beautiful, beautiful music. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here from Nintendo Dads, and you're listening to episode 249.5 of the show, recorded October 10th. Uh, joining me tonight, Mr. Jesse Waldack, straight from Missouri. How's it going, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Last week we talked about weather, and I th- my house is confused. It, it, it's 45 degrees outside right now, but the inside is... All, like, like between 75 and 80, de- and 80 yeah. depending on what room you are. And mm-hmm. I don't have the heat on. This is it's it's, a terrible time of year. Right. When the so, weather can't make up its mind. And of speaking course, we can't turn weather, on the air because it's too cold outside. So, yeah, Speaking of weather, uh, Sunday night, I was home by myself. My wife and kids and her sister and their kids had gone uh, away for a few days because of schools being on fall break. And uh, it came a mighty storm and we lost power from 6 15 p.m until 3 30 in the morning oof it yeah, big oof it was awful it was oh terrible the storms weren't even that bad i don't like i don't understand it but you know i, I know they were working on it but man i was i was all settled down like i had my food and I was getting ready to watch uh, Hell in a Cell, the WWE, WWE pay-per-view. I was I was all ready. I had my phone queued up because I have to run it through my phone from the WWE Network. I had it up on the TV. And then 15 minutes into it, power goes out. Ugh. And it did not come back on until, like, it woke me up when it came back on. Ouch. I just went to bed. It was just like... What else can you, you know, do? About 10 o'clock, I was like, well, this sucks. I guess I'm going to go to bed. Like an old pioneer. <laughs> Wait for the sun yeah. to get up. I'm, no, I'd have up. a problem t- go, trying to go to bed without power because I sleep with a CPAP on. Yeah. And though, yeah, well, last last time I, I think, tried that, it wasn't as bad since I've, with how much weight I've lost, but it still, it, it still is needed. <laughs> I cannot sleep if there's not air stirring. And so, right. like, I sleep with fan on, and it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. You know what else is terrible? What's terrible? It's terrible the fact that let, let's just let's address the elephant in the room. Why is this episode two hundred forty nine point five? Okay, oh, because Justin wanted to be here for two fifty, and he was unavailable this week, so we just decided to reschedule two fifty for next week. But That's of course, right. we think Gary may not be here, so ouch. But yeah, I don't think we can happens. push this twice. Yeah, and it's hard to push it twice. So next week, we are recording uh, a big 250 episode. So like we said last week, we want your emails. We want your voicemails. We want your tweets. We want all that. Uh, anything that you would have to say or, you know, to talk about, about Nintendo Dads. Uh, if you love us, if you hate us, if you just stand us, uh, yeah. So that's what we're looking for next week. And we're going to try to get everybody on that can we're even going to try to get gary to record something and you know to, to put into the show 
but you know it's just it's hard to to get everything together for that and the other thing that's terrible is it's been an absolutely molasses like slow news week right not yeah, too much kind of, has happened we kind of had to scrape the barrel on what we're going to talk about yeah so maybe a little bit of a shorter show tonight but that's okay Next week, we'll probably make up for it if everybody's on with an extra long show, right? So Sounds fair to me. So, Jesse, let's just jump straight into the news, shall we? And our news is brought to us each and every week by you over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can come and join alongside of us and contribute to some of the most mediocre Nintendo content on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we, we try, we try. No, you can contribute to some of the greatest content. I would, I would dare say, and I, and and this is going to sound like uh, a really bad, like prideful thing, but I would just look, I think that we have the best Nintendo community on the internet. Agreed. I, I really do. Like that. Like I go into our Discord, and there are people talking about the Switch, and there's people talking about uh, classic systems, and they're talking about accessories they're buying, they're they're showing off pictures of toys they've bought, and there's parenting advice and all kinds of other things. It's like it's become this this close knit group of people who are like. I feel comfortable with. I feel like I belong there. I feel like, uh, you know, it's it's great. And so for a dollar a month, you can get in there. All right. For a dollar a month, you can come and be a part of the Discord. For five dollars a month, you get access to the whole slew. What did Justin call that one time? The whole. I don't remember. The whole schlep. The whole. I don't remember what it was. The whole. Schlapple. If he listens to these when he's not on, uh, well, he'll probably come back with a correction. He said he's coming in in ten minutes. He's on a business trip, and so he's he's going to Skype in in ten minutes. Oh, is he? He's just going to bust up in the show. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, the, whole, the whole he just sh- wants to mess up my face as an OBS. Yeah, the whole schlue. I don't know. Just tell him to call <laughs> in audio. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you can Fuck. if you for five dollars a month, you get access to the whole spiel of channels some that we don't even like i don't even know how many channels we have four billion uh for ten dollars you get it post and pre-show content for fifteen dollars you know i think we're getting close to more channels archived than we have actually active channels that's true that's true (laughs) and we need we need a channel just called archive channels i don't know well we do (laughs) i don't know uh and then thirty dollars you'd be a patreon producer you get to come on the show and so that's really cool uh but well before we start but before we start, I wanted to mention that you know we're trying something new this week. Or we tried something new last week. We streamed to Twitch instead of YouTube, and we had a lot of people confused. So someone has told us about Restream.io, which lets us restream to Restream, and it will then send to both at the same time. So that's what yep. we're doing for the. And so far, it seems like it's working. Let us know in the chats, plural, if. Uh, if if you think it's good or if something's weird going on, you know, we I have the restream chat client installed so I can see both chats at the same time. And if this ends up working well, 
I don't know what our limit is on the free version of Restream, but we might be able to add Facebook and or Twitter as well in the future. Yeah. And if and yeah, so we 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 have options now. Here's here's the other thing too, that's going to help us out on Extra Life this year, and we're going to talk about Extra Life and our plans for Extra Life later on in the show. But again, head on over to Patreon.com/backslash Nintendo Dads and join up if you haven't. If you're listening, there are literally thousands of you who listen that have not joined up over there yet. For a dollar a month, you can make a huge difference and help us do more really really cool stuff. Yeah, we'd love for you to do that. Awesome. One other change that we want to mention this week. Last week, we started trying uh, new audio stuff for the show because we heard that, uh, you know, uh, we people wanted a better quality audio for the podcast, and we get that. Uh, unfortunately, we've had to go back to our old way of recording this week because of uh, Apple releasing the brand new uh, iOS 10.15 update, Catalina. Uh, it busted Audacity on my computer, and it will not record <laughs> Anything like it will not receive input from the mic. And so we're back to the old way of recording. So if the audio seems a little bit different um, or a little bit like it used to be, understand we get it and we're trying to work on it. And uh, as soon as Audacity releases a brand new version, we're going to jump on that. Okay. So uh, hopefully by next week it will be fixed. If not, you get episode 250 the old way. Awesome. So let's talk about the news for this week, just a couple of uh, really, really just a couple of, of notable stuff. Uh, I want to talk for a little bit, not very long, but I want to talk for a little bit about the Pokemon live stream that happened last Friday. And for those of you who maybe don't know what this was, the Pokemon company hosted a 24 hour live live stream from some mysterious forest in the Galar region. And basically, it was a fixed static shot of the forest with Pokemon that would pop up every now and then. It was basically a mid-year Yule log for Pokemon. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And I don't know what people were expecting with the 24-hour live stream. This is kind of exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. um, I wasn't expecting much out of this. Anyway. Certainly wasn't expecting anyone to come out, like walk in the middle of the forest with some big announcement. <laughs> right. Here, here's the deal. All of that, all 24 hours, was simply to introduce the Shield exclusive Galarian Ponyta, which it looks like a majestic cotton candy unicorn of awesomeness. Yeah, when and when it did its magic based or psychic, psychic based attacks because it's a psychic type, like the mane and the tail kind of had the colors kind of like scrolled. If that makes sense, yeah, probably doesn't. Yeah, it would have had to have seen it, but I did see pre- it. It looked pretty. I watched a video <laughs> of the act of the moment of the reveal. What I feel sorry was it, for was it game explains because that's how I saw it. Yeah, it was game explains. What? what <laughs> What I feel sorry for are the people who spent all four or all 24 hours watching this expecting huge things to happen, right? Well, again, I don't think Sarah B probably expected big things to happen, but he's probably one of the, one of the people who did watch it for all 24 yeah. hours. 
So it's a psychic type Pokemon. This is this is what I've seen ever since it's been revealed. Like they were like, what's its type? What's its type? Well, they finally reveal it's a psychic type Pokemon. How can you have a purple, green, and blue pastel pony Pokemon and it not be fairy type? Right. Right. I was expecting the thing to be fairy type. Call by the way. Um, He's I'll ready. think about it. You'll think about it. I think we should think about it. Uh, but anyway, I mean, like, it's not... But, but here's what... You know, with Galarian Wheezing is fairy type. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. We were just talking can about you. Hear you. There we go. Can you guys hear me? We can hear yeah, you. Yeah, we can hear you. What is going on? Hold on a second. Shoddy hotel Wi-Fi for five hundred dollars. What was that? Hotel Wi-Fi? No, no, this isn't even Wi-Fi. This is LTE. Ooh. I'm I'm calling in directly out of uh, out of our events that we are in for Calgary, and I'm sorry to interrupt the show, gentlemen. And I have not watched episode two hundred and forty-nine point five or or two forty-nine one two three. Don't make me count to zero and come over there. Uh, but thank you for having me jump in. Uh, I just wanted to say to the community, sorry that we didn't do episode 250 today. I apologize, but next week is going to be awesome. Uh, so yeah, it was my mistake for not knowing how to read a calendar, so I apologize. But what are you guys talking about right now? We were talking about, uh, Galarian Ponyta. That has no interest to me whatsoever. (laughs) I don't think what you said was actual words. It's the, the pony Pokemon that got revealed during the live stream. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's enough for me to cancel any pre-order right now. Well, my daughter loved it. And as soon as she saw it, she squealed and said, now we have to buy Pokemon for me, too. That is that is that is the dangerous, like, honey trap that is Pokemon. Yep. So now we're uh, now we're three copies in, just like Jesse used to be with his kids. Oh, four copies what? is what I used four to be. Four copies. So, so hold up. Between the two of you, you're purchasing seven copies of a game. Well, I'm not buying four copies this time. Uh, I asked my oldest daughter; she wasn't interested this time. My son will probably buy his own. I've I've got a voucher with its, this name on it, and then I have to ask my youngest. So, at worst, I think I just have to buy one copy. Nice. At worst. Well, I got the uh, double pack, so yeah. one for my son and one for me. He wanted shield. Yeah. Before he ever saw Surfetched, he wanted Shield, or, or he wanted Sword. I wanted Shield because because Shield Doggo is best Doggo. So uh, nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with that. I agree. All right. Um. Yeah. What else? What else are we talking? Well, we, you know, Justin, it's been a slow news week. It has been. Uh, uh, Nintendo Switch family of systems sold 10 million units in Europe as of this week. That's not bad. Yeah. Number. It's a good number. It is a good number, yeah. and that's about it. We're going to talk about some Mario Kart Tour updates and some games, some upcoming games, right. and then we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Well, why don't we go into what we've been playing, because you and I have been playing the same game, Marty, and I think that might be a good opportunity to lean in. Yeah, why don't, and this may even just be a bit of news um, sure. thing, too. Um, so you've been playing, you and I both have been yep. playing uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Layer. Have been absolutely, and, and you have been you have been loving it. Yes, I have been loving it. Right, 
but I think you love it more than I do. Well, I think so. So, again, full transparency, big thanks to Platonic, uh, Platonic Games and Team 17 for providing us an early access review code for that. Uh, this is a game that when it was announced, what was it, like four, four months ago, I was like, oh, that's super interesting, and I wonder what it's going to be like. I was kind of iffy after the first ukulele, right? Uh, I think they I think they bit off more than they could chew, and the nostalgia wasn't quite there. But then I saw this in this 2D platforming, and I was like, okay, you're speaking my language, right? You're speaking my my video game language. And then I saw the reviews starting to come in, comparing it to Donkey Kong Country, and I was like, tell me more. Um, and I am I am absolutely loving this game. And I know that it sounds like maybe it's a little bit of hyperbole, um, and other people have said this. This may very well be in my game of the year contenders as we talk about 2019. Mm-hmm. So that so I'm 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 really loving it. Uh, you yeah, know, like, McDonald's should sponsor me just for that statement there alone. I uh, I've I've been playing it too. I'm I think I'm on like chapter six or chapter seven. Yeah, uh, I've been messing around a lot in the overworld too. I've actually put a quite a few hours into it since yesterday, and uh, I'm. I was very pleasantly surprised by it. I'll be honest. Uh, but, you know, last week on the show, you talked about it being Donkey Kong Country-like, like a love letter to it. And I thought, yep. you know, I really loved Donkey Kong Country back in the day. And I, I really did like the Returns and Tropical Freeze, so I'll give it a try. And, uh, man, it it's really good. And, and you said something last week that I think is important. And you said, you know, I've died a lot, but it's been fair. It's 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 been, I, when I die, it's my fault. Yeah. Right. And and I think that's that's one of the strengths of this game is that it is it's it's difficult. It's challenging, but it's not so challenging that you can't play it. Yeah. And there's and there's something else in there in the, in the challenge part. Right. So and I think especially from a parenting perspective, because maybe when you hear us talk about Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, you immediately have like this anger-induced hatred that you decide that you want to snap a controller because it was such a hard game, right? Yeah. It's so challenging. Um, but what ukulele does really well, and I don't know if, Marty, you've experienced this, if you continually die at a relatively same point, because the checkpoints, first and foremost, are frequent, right? Mm-hmm. They are pretty frequent. They're pretty uh, They're pretty uh, there often enough that, that you kind of make a little bit of progress. Your, your palms are sweaty, you know, maybe knees are weak. You know, mom's spaghetti all over your sweater. Who knows? But you're able to kind of be like, whew, I made it, I'm okay to go forward. But if you continue to die at the same spot over and over, you actually have the ability, uh, there's this kind of dialogue box that comes up during the save point that says, hey, if this is too hard for you, just hold X. And what it actually does is it actually jumps you to the next save point in the level. So instead of getting frustrated, instead of throwing your control, instead of the kid walking away, you have the ability to say, you know what, it's okay, let's move on. And I thought that was such a brilliant touch. They've taken the formula of Donkey Kong Country, of 2D platformers, um, and they've done a really great job of adding kind of different bits and elements to it to kind of enhance that experience. And I thought that was a great game choice. Yeah. Uh, I've really enjoyed finding all the, the different tonics as well and yep. ran into an area earlier where um, – where there were several tonics that I unlocked or found that were actually cosmetic tonics yep. that, that caused things to happen to the game. One of those was Game Boy Resolution, yes. which is ridiculously, what? yeah, like 
So it takes the game and it makes it look like Donkey Kong Country on the Game Boy back in the day. That sounds yeah, awful. Like it's real pixelated and everything. Well, but then you put it in. Was it one by one? Back no, to a square? No, it, it's all blown up. So it's very, very grainy and pixelated. And then you, you combine that with another tonic that's called GB Colors. Yep. And it's the pea soup green. Um, and it's really hard to see, but it's so much fun to look at, you know, um, and just trying them on and trying them off. There's a noir one I found. I haven't tried that yet because yeah. I haven't bought it. But uh, I've really, really enjoyed this game. And one thing that uh, I, I think I don't think this is a spoiler, but I think I just mention it is it is. And I'm waiting for the stream to see somebody do this. Right. Uh, it is entirely possible that you can beat the game at the very beginning. Because yeah. it does, and it doesn't do a real. The only knock that I have about it so far in my time with it is it doesn't do a really good job in the beginning of explaining what the crap is going on. Yeah, I, I would say that as well. The first couple opening moments when you get when you're put in the impossible layer, you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just going to this level, and maybe they'll give me a tutorial. And then you kind of get kicked, and you follow in the main world, the main overview, and then you get that dialogue. You're like, oh, okay, now I get it. But you're right. The great part about this game is that any moment, if you're like, I'm done, I feel like I can take a sh like. It's kind of like, have you trained enough to take a shot at the champ? Have you got enough bees? Because each bee is a hit that you can take in the impossible layer. Yes. So maybe you've only got 15 of, I think it's 48 bees. You'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna give a, sh I'm gonna give a shot to the impossible layer, and you might be able to complete the game right there and then. So it's a really great opportunity for you to kind of decide like. When do I want to keep trying it? it? It's going back. It's learning. It's growing. I thought that was a great spin on kind of the uh, the usual approach of like boss level at the very end, and you have to be skilled up and leveled. I thought it was really great. The other part of it that I think is absolutely brilliant, and I've heard some uh, people talk about this as well. I think the overview, the over map, is is just a great puzzle in itself. Exploring yes. the world. Those little, those little um, bits and bobs through that are just so much fun. But then the great part is you jump into a level and you play a level and you complete it and you're like, okay, cool, cool. And then maybe there's something you do in the overworld, like maybe open a floodgate or throw or spill honey onto the book, the level that you're in. You now get the what, what the B side. So you get to do that level again, but now the elements have changed that level. So if maybe you'd flooded the over, over uh, world with water, now that level is a water level that you just played. So there's this B side to it, which is absolutely brilliant. It makes replayability of each level tremendous. As opposed to like, oh, yes. I beat that. Maybe I'll go back for the coins. But now you're like, I'm going to go back for those coins and a second level at it. And it changes everything. And it's so well crafted. Yeah. it's And, and one thing that I was going to mention those level changes, the the fact that they it's it's not just a throwaway. It's not just like, oh, and now there's water. It, in some levels, it opens up a completely different route, right? Yeah. I mean, like you're seeing things that you've never, that you've not seen before. You're dealing with enemies maybe you've never dealt with before. Uh, and each of those levels has their own, has its own unlockable. Each, each, each A and B side has their own B to free. It has their own um, trouser coins to get, that kind yeah. of thing. And so, tons of stuff to find and to do in this game. Yeah. And so I like, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five for me. Sure. Um, yep. And simply because um, 
I'm still like I'm still really having problems getting I guess I guess getting it used to the, the controls and getting used to all the moves and things like I feel like there should be like I don't know. It's 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 really, really good though. So I just yeah. I just don't I don't think it's perfect. It's got sure. it's got a couple of things that that do annoy me about it. But other than that, like one of the big ones is if you're used to Donkey Kong Country, if you've got Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, you get hit. Diddy Kong is gone, right? Yeah. Uh, if this one, if you've got Yuka and Laylee and you get hit, Laylee can be regained, but it goes on this crazy random pattern of like flying around the screen. And if you don't get to it enough time, Laylee flies yeah. off. Yeah. And, and, and that, once you're once you're with, with once you're without Laylee, it's can't do anything. Some of those abilities you you can do some things, but you lose some critical abilities. That you yes. need to be successful. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I definitely agree with that as well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's really good though, and and uh, one one thing I do want to I do want to ask you is, did you know about the switch tax for this game? So that so that came into my that came into my news feed as, as I saw people beginning to get it, and I, I think I was I was aware of it. Um, and I mean, I think the switch tax, and so when we're talking about the switch tax here specifically, we are talking about cartridge. I want to make that very clear. Yeah. So I think the, the switch tax for cartridge is about $10 approximately, depending on the region. I think I know Barry Dunn was saying it was about five, five euros, which equals about seven fifty Canadian, $6 American, blah, 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 but pretty close. So there is a switch tax again, that is cartridge based. If it's digital or if you're going digital, you're grand. You know what I mean? Like you're, yeah. you don't have to, but but yeah, I, I was aware of that. I think it's a, that is unfortunate for sure. Well, I will say this: uh, it is uh, typically at Walmart right now. Games are running about ten dollars cheaper here in the U.S., uh, and it is twenty nine eighty eight at Walmart for the PlayStation version. I'm just looking for the website right now. Twenty nine ninety nine from on the Xbox and thirty three eighty eight uh, on the for the switch however ukulele for uh it's saying they're sold out uh for xbox and ps4 really yep so mm. i don't know I, like i could go to my walmart and do some research on this like i was thinking that if it was that cost that it would be 19.99 at walmart for those seeing as how the the disc versions were starting out at 29 99. My problem is this, is that Nintendo uh, knows this is a problem, knows this is an issue. They need to do something about this quote-unquote switch tax. Um, and it's on them. I think. Yeah, it's I mean, on it, them. It's it, not on the developers. It's on Nintendo. Subsidize the cost of the cartridges and be done with it. Yeah, I, 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 I absolutely agree, right? The Nintendo's the one who's holding the the purse strings on that, so that needs to be adjusted at their end for sure. Um, the final thing that I'll say on this, and then I'm going to let you guys go because I'm going to be uh, tri driving home here. Um, there are a ton of games coming out in October. I know that September was also yeah. a big month, right? So we've got, obviously, uh, you know, Switcher or Switcher 3 coming out next week. We've got Overwatch. You've got Luigi's Mansion, and we got, we got hit up pretty hard in September. This is a game that's even remotely on your radar. I highly recommend it. I think it's great to play with with kids, it can be definitely approachable, but this may be one to put on your maybe wish list for Nintendo, um, and then when it comes on sale, pick it up then. But I would definitely highly recommend it. 
I know it's going to be in my game of the year contenders for 2019 for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, man, I know that uh, this has been kind of difficult for you to be out on the road and call in and everything, but we appreciate it. And we're, uh, we're thankful you did. No worries. Well, thank you guys for having me again, folks. Next week, episode 250. That means that you have extra time right now to send in emails, uh, voicemails, uh, paper, ma- paper mache, food, whatever, uh, to help us celebrate <laughs> episode 250 next week. Uh, we greatly appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Justin, be safe, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Later. I wonder if he realized that everything he said, we had already said, except the ukulele. <laughs> Probably it's not. It's okay. It's a, no, he hadn't been listening. It's cool. It, it's more important when Justin says it, though. Anyway, uh, so uh, Pokemon Shield, uh, circling back around to Ponyta, um, the only things that really were revealed during this this whole thing was, was the Ponyta, and uh, there was an appearance at one point by Impidimp, who has not been a confirmed Pokemon for this game yet, uh, and they still have not. Other than them. being in the E3 demo, but yeah, yeah they've never actually talked about them. Yeah, um, there's still, you know, we're we're now a month away from this game, pretty much, and there's still a ton of info that has not been released yet, like. Yeah. First evolutions for starters. Yeah, I'm getting to the point now. Don't tell us anymore. Don't don't tell yeah. us. Let us find out on our own. I have... I highly doubt they'll do that. But you know, if they haven't shared it by now, just don't. Like I know people complain about Smash and all the like Smash presentations and Smash directs. There's been way more Pokemon information directs right. episodes, and it's like it's time to just end it. I don't need to know Can't... anymore. Can't forget, already, already curry curry hmm? Can't forget about that Curry Dex. Can't forget about that Curry Dex. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Can't have all the Pokemon, but we can have all the Curry. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, speaking I'm, of your, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the uh, what the Galarian Rapidash will look, will look like. It will probably have a rainbow mane with, or the rainbows will be shooting out of its anus, and you know, <laughs> was rain rain. Unicorns poop rainbows, Jesse. They do. They do? It's true. Go to the girls section of any toy store. And guess what you're going to find? Rainbow poop and unicorns. There you go. It's maybe, true. Maybe, maybe Galarian Rapidash will be an alicorn. Maybe. That would be, that would be a nice little... But I, I'm telling you that I'm already going to say this. I will be... Psychic flying type. I will be naming my... Galarian Ponyta, my little. <laughs> yeah, that's it's going to be the same. Uh, so uh, let's talk uh, again. Go, the Gala, uh, the Galar region is Europe in Pokemon. Let's talk about Me- real Mecha, life. Mecha Dragon says he's going to name it Celestia. I like it. I like it. Um, let's talk about real life Europe. The Nintendo Switch family, by the way, uh, is this the first time that terminology has been used by Nintendo itself? I believe so, since this is the first time there's been two distinctly different systems at the same yeah. time. So Nintendo announced this week, or Nintendo of Europe did, that uh, that or there was a report, I don't think they did, uh, that the Nintendo Switch family of systems in the EU region has now sold over 10 million units. Which that includes which, the OG Switch, the new SKU Switch, and yeah, three models. Switch Lite. 
Uh, so that's a pretty big deal. Ten million, just in one region. That, yeah, that's. I don't know what other numbers look like uh, for what other consoles look like, but just remembering Wii U was thirteen. 13-ish million worldwide. So, you know, Europe's almost going to pass that with by themselves. Yeah. So the, uh, as of... I, I don't know if... I don't know if... I mean, it's, it's not correct now, because this was May, right? Uh, Nintendo Switch in May in Japan had sold 8.13 million units. Yeah. yeah. Shellshock so, says Japan is, is over, close to 10 million. Over there, right? right? Japan's close to 10 million. North America's like, wh what was the, what was the, the last count was 28 million, right? I think all in for Switch the last time they did a physical report. I don't remember, but probably. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's been a while so since I looked at those numbers. Close to. Are you thinking that we're close to 35 million at this point? Oh, yeah, we have to be. Okay. Yeah, if, well, let's back up. Nintendo Switch had sold 34.74 million units uh, to date, and this was in April of 2019. Okay, so, so that, that was the end of that fiscal year. So. We're close to 40 now? Probably Maybe close to forty. Definitely, we'll we'll pass it by the end of holiday July season. July thirtieth, they hit thirty six point eight seven million consoles. Um, yeah, well, yeah. It's so, hard to find it, and y'all, it's hard to find this on the fly. I think the biggest thing that we wanted to talk about was Europe. Europe alone, yeah. selling ten million by end of October. We should have uh, second quarter numbers. So yes, and business, Justin, will have to come. Uh, Shellshock Prime asks us on Twitch, do you think that we'll get to 50 by March? Yes. Yeah, I think it's possible. Yes. Because of the Switch Lite. Yes. I'm I'm predicting, like, now that the Switch Lite has been out, I know that it didn't get off to the sales start Nintendo wanted, wanted it to. I think it's going to do absolutely gangbusters over Black Friday weekend. I yeah. think there's yeah. going to be... Some kind of Nintendo Switch Lite promotion or bundle or something for parents to buy into this holiday. I think they were expecting Link's Awakening to be enough of a draw on the light, but I think most people are just waiting for the Pokemon. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we just know, confused Mecha Dragon because, yeah, we have two chats. <laughs> yeah. So for those for those of you who are listening and not watching, well, you wouldn't see it if you're watching anyway. We're streaming on both Twitch and YouTube now, which means we have two chat streams as well. And so if you're on Twitch, like Shellshot Prime is, thanks for watching over there, by the way. Or if you're on YouTube, like Mecha Dragon 101 is, you're not going to see each other's chats, but we're going to talk to you as you as you talk to us. All right, thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about a couple more news items here. Um, Mario Kart Tour got an update this week. Pretty substantial update, by the way. Uh, and with addition of a brand new tour. So if you were playing last week, 
and you haven't logged in yet until today, there will be a download and you will now be in the Tokyo tour, uh, which previously you were in the uh, New York tour. Um, and this brings along with it brand new characters, uh, brand new challenges, uh, brand new uh, brand new tracks and all kinds of other stuff that you can unlock as well as a brand new uh, like pipe thing where you can get a new character. Um, so far, here are the new tracks, and I'll list these. The Tokyo Blur track is new. Mario Circuit is now a track. Rainbow Road is now in the game. That's the original SNES Rainbow Road. Neo Bowser City, Mario Circuit 2, and um, Chaco Island 2 from the SNES as well as um, Calamari Desert from the N64 version of the game. And that's as far as I've gotten into it. Also now new characters uh, that have been added are all of the Koopa Kids, Rosalina and Baby Rosalina, Diddy Kong, Wario, Bowser Jr., Lackey 2, and Kimono Peach and Kimono Mario. So with the fourth Mario already? This is the fourth Mario variant. And the one, two, uh, well, fifth Mario variant, if you count Baby Mario as a variant. Eh, he's his own character. No, he is not. He's just Mario as a baby. That's why it well, sucks. It, it still uh, requires a different model other than just a clothes swap. Right. But I do want to draw your attention to um, this fun little item, because we... We were pretty hard on Mario Kart's DLC over the last couple of weeks, right? And de deservedly so. We're down, you know, purchase purchasables. No arguments here. Are, hmm? No arguments here. Yeah, deservedly are, so is the right word for it. There's some new purchasables here. Um, you can buy Rosalina as well as a pack of 48 or 45 rubies and five star tickets for $20. Or, and this one will just blow your mind. Oh, no. 90 rubies, one quick ticket, and Diddy Kong for $40. I was going to guess 50 So, yeah. $40. You Look, honestly, at this point, you could get Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the cost of Diddy Kong. Yeah. And, and, and I, I get, like, people are angry and people are uninstalling about this, but... Honestly, all of the stuff that I have gotten so far, I've done two things, right? I've played the game, and I bought the gold pass, and I'm I'm canceling it at the end of two weeks. So you're not so charged. What I did, so I'm getting the two weeks, and I'm getting all the items I can in two weeks, and then I'm done. And so you can – honestly, you can get all the drivers – you can get, um, well, I mean, you can grind and get them, or you can pay for them, right? So um, the Quick Tickets, Mecha Dragon asks this, what do Quick Tickets do again? Uh, they allow you to uh, tap on them during a race and get an item immediately. Yeah, like for if you have an, if you have an empty item slot. So I've never used them, never okay. going to use them, uh, but... Like, I am enjoying the game. I'm still enjoying it. Do I think that it's kind of shady? Yeah. Am I going to play it because it's free? Yeah. Here's the one thing that I think Nintendo is doing absolutely right with this game. I don't know if we mentioned this last week. But, guys, honestly, 
This is free Mario Kart. You can play anytime, anywhere, and there are no energy recharges that you have to wait for, right? Like on Dr. Mario, it's oh, like, oh, you lost all your parts. Now you can't play anymore. No, you can play as much Mario Kart as you want to. You can replay tracks over and over and over again if you want to. And so I think that it's a win for that, but I also I don't like this pricing. I don't. Um, I wish there was like a super season pass, which would be like, you're going to get everything that you can get that's in, you know, um, you can get everything that's going to be introduced in this tour. You can get it for, you know, or everything in the game, even for 60 bucks. And I think that's what the majority of people have said. But anyway, that's going to be. Until Nintendo gets it figured out, this is going to be a hot button issue, and it makes me makes me worried about because you know there's that mystery Zelda mobile title that's out there, right? Yeah, it makes me worried about what that's going to be like. Anyway, hopefully, hopefully they hear the feedback about this one and they kind of go back to the middle ground. Sure, absolutely, uh, that would be great. But this is Nintendo; they're probably not. They're just going to say, we're going to do it this way. Don't like it. Get over it. Uh, Also, bad news this week. Doom Eternal, uh, which is a really look forward to game for a lot of people, has now been delayed on all platforms, including the Switch, until March 20th, 2020. However, uh, in the press release that ID put out, uh, um, the Switch version has no release date. And they confirmed that it would release later on than the rest of the versions. Again. I hate this. Yeah, really, yeah we gave them props I for really uh, have, announcing the Switch day and date with everything else. And now, and you know, I'm okay with delays, but if, if the Switch was still day and date with other systems, I would be great. Delays all you want, make the game nice. But the fact that they're delaying the switch further it's like eh, really and you know it's not going to be like a two-week delay right it's and it's probably not going to be a one-month delay it's probably going to be more like right. three to six months after. Which, which tells me the game is nowhere near where they want it to be and they said we have to drop this to get the others up and running and then we'll go back and fix the switch version well, later they're actually going to be adding some different modes and uh there's there's a couple of, I guess, good news things out of this if you have to take a delay as good news. Um, but I'm trying to pull this up right now as we're speaking. So uh, there's going to be a new mode called Invasion Mode, which will allow you to enter another player's game as a playable demon. And that will uh, release as a free update shortly after launch. But also, Doom 64 which was originally announced for the Nintendo Switch uh, in the last uh, Indies Direct, or the last Direct, I guess, is now going to be a pre-order bonus for the game, but it's also going to be available for all platforms, not just the Switch. And in our chat... On March 20th. uh, Why did they have to delay Doom 64 with this too? Um, That's the reason they're delaying it, so they can put it on other platforms. Yep, this That's is why. what other game did that? Uh, Rayman. Legends. Rayman, yeah. Rayman Legends for the Wii U 
Ubisoft. That sucked. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. And so, like, I was in a, I was in uh, GameStop on Tuesday picking up ukulele, and uh, the, the guy working the counter and another guy were talking about the Doom delay, and he was really upset about it. He's like, I get that it's going to be a, g- a great game when it comes out, but I, it sucks. It sucks to, to, that it gets delayed, but I'd rather it be delayed and be good than it be delayed or not delayed and be terrible. But I get it. I understand why people don't want it to be delayed. Um, the fun, the fun thing that I saw from earlier though, is it was a poll and I don't know if it was from IGN or if it was from someone affiliated with IGN. And it said on March 20th, what will my friends be ripping and tearing? And the poll options were demons and weeds. Right. (laughs) Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. what was winning. Animal Crossing was winning at like 78%. Wow. It's fantastic. Rip and tear some weeds. Uh, it, I love it. Um, there's a ton of games coming out March 20th, though. Like, I don't think that's the only one. Or those two are the only ones. But anyway, Doom has been delayed. Uh, Doom 64 coming as a pre-order bonus. And uh, Switch will come after the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 versions. Blech. That's my commentary on that. Uh, a couple of games. Very official to... and professional. Blah. Yeah, that's very, very. Well, what can you say about it? <laughs> I'm so happy that we get a version that's four months behind everyone else. Right. You, I, you know, uh, a couple of games we want to uh, or we think you need to keep your eye on. Um, again, another delay. Black Sad is uh, now delayed to November 5th, 2019. What is this game, Jesse? I don't even remember. I just heard. I, I have it in my game notes. Let me see if I can look it up real quick. You know, it, it was featured. You put it in here like it was important. You know, it was featured on a Indie Direct, so I had it in my future game releases. So it was important enough to be that. And I can spell it right, and it might help. Um, it is I, an upcoming adventure game. Developed by Pendulo Studios, and it's an adaptation of the Eisner-winning Spanish comic Black Sad. Uh, Yeah, I'm seeing. I think in the comics, it's like, and the detective is a cat. So I'm now I'm confused. Now it also says November fifth, twenty nineteen, Nintendo Switch Q four, twenty nineteen. Really? So it's not going to be day and date either. (laughs) So all of a sudden. It's 2017, early 2018 again for the Switch. Come on, guys. You've had plenty of time to learn how to develop for the Switch. Get it together. If Nintendo can take Smash Brothers and compress it down to 16 megs or however much it is, you can get a game out on the same day as it is everywhere else. Rant done. Jeez. It's literally your job to develop a game and have it out on the same day on all systems. Do your job. It's like they're forgetting that the Switch is about to outsell the Xbox One. Yeah, but because of teraflops and graphics, everybody just put it out on the Xbox One first. You know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see an Xbox One version get delayed or, or developers stop 
supporting the Xbox One because of bullcrap reasons that we've heard for the Switch, like EA is given. Well, we'll go there when the when the people are there. Well, if there's well, more people on the Switch than there are on the Xbox One, you would think that that's right. the version that needs to be delayed. We're just waiting for you to make a good game. <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest of the Stars is now out on iOS and Android. Well, not uh, uh, it's not uh, that's an announcement. It's releasing. I'm sorry, it's releasing. Uh, yeah. This is a Dragon Quest game, right? This is in the Dragon Quest family, correct? Yeah. My, I, I don't. The only thing I know about it is what I have in the notes. It's you it know is the game an will intergalactic take... journey to prevent the destruction of planets and worlds. Yep. So they're they're going off world and. Going, they're Mario Galaxying it. Nice. So I have no idea what that means. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a paid game, free to play, might free to start, etc. But gotcha. it's it's a slotted for early 2020. Yeah. Also, releasing this week. Here's some things that you need to be aware of. Releasing this week, tomorrow or today, as you're hearing this, Killer Queen Black is finally coming to the Switch. And uh, a lot of people hyped up for that one. Uh, also, next week on the 15th, you'll finally be able to play Overwatch on the Switch. Justin's excited about that. I'm excited about that. And next Thursday, the Jackbox Party Pack 6 releases on all platforms. See, they can get it out yep. at the same time on all the systems. <laughs> they could put this thing on. Didn't they? Don't they put, have it on, like, Fire Stick? Uh, they, they had older ones. I don't know if they're still yeah. doing that. It's, it, I mean, it's coming out everywhere. Yeah, You're going to be like, able to play this on, like, your Alexa or your your Wi-Fi-enabled fridge. You can play Jackbox Party Pack 6. I'm super excited about this one, uh, if only because of Trivia Murder Party 2. That's going to be the game that everyone I wants to play. I cannot wait to play I, I, I Trivia watched, Murder Party 2. I watched a live stream that they hosted today. They played uh, some joke folk. They played uh, Push the Button, and then they put, played... The, the the dictionary one to forget the name of that off the top of my head. Yes, uh, that one was good. Too. And it, that one looked fun. Joke boats. They all, they, the, there, there's always a couple one's, of good ones, a couple of meh, and one sticker. Yeah, yeah uh, joke boat. It would be good if you have people who like wordplay. Like you know, I I do sometimes. You know, my kids do not, so it's not fun to play games like that with them. Uh, press the button. It looks like it's a fun game. It uh, is looks like it's not going to be. It can be played online remotely, but it's really meant to see the the body language of the players in the yeah. same room, much like like when you know, when you had a point. I forget the the game from Pack Two, Pack Three. Uh, I forget. You had a yeah. It's the one nobody ever plays. Right. Anyway, but, but yeah, Murder Party 2 is the one everyone in chat was asking about, but they wouldn't talk about it because they know that's the one everyone wants to see. Right. So they're not talking about that because as they want, they as, need to push the other four games. As long as they never make another Zeeple Dome, great. <laughs> it's the most garbage Jackbox game. Zeeple Dome from part, from, from Party Pack 5. Terrible. Don't if you if you've never played it, don't waste your time. It's not great. I don't even think uh, I played that one. 
Shellshock Prime asks, would you would it surprise you guys if Jackbox would be on a Tesla? No. If you could play Jackbox while your car drives itself, yes. I'm into that. As long as it has yeah. LTE, it's uh it has right. like internet yeah, access. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Uh well guys, that's all of our news and headlines. I want to discuss something for just a minute, Jesse. Let's do it. So news broke this week, uh, a couple days ago, out of Montreal, Canada, that a class action lawsuit has been filed against Epic Games on behalf of two parents who say their children have a legitimate addiction to Fortnite. Okay. Uh, In fact, the language that was used was that it was dangerously addictive like cocaine. I don't think they've ever used cocaine. I don't know. The lawsuit also (laughs) makes the claim that uh, Epic Games, quote, knowingly put out on the market a very, very addictive game, which was also geared toward youth. It's rated T. Guess what? That's youth. Right. The parents claim that Fortnite creates a chemical addiction in players by releasing dopamine in a way that is similar to taking drugs like cocaine. The article also mentions what Jesse just said, that Fortnite is rated T for teen, which means only people age 13 and up are supposed to play it. Um, They make the claim that Fortnite earned Epic Games $2.4 billion next year, which, by the way, everyone, is the real reason this lawsuit is being filed. Right, because in class action lawsuits, the victims get a penny and a half if they're lucky. All the money goes to the lawyers. So it's at this point that we get to be, we get to switch over from the Nintendo to the dads. All right? Um, Jesse, before I explode, what do you think about this? So the the question when I first saw it posed to us was, you know, where does it parent, you know, parenting, you know, does, where is this parenting or is the responsibility on the parent or is the responsibility on Epic? And, uh, guess what? You're a parent. You're a parent of a 10 year old that in playing a rated T game, that should have been a, a big red flag there that you need to start paying attention, not paying attention after whatever whatever happened after you thought that they were quote unquote addicted. Because I don't I don't think I saw what the end result of that was. But you know, like and I, I said it before my show when I when I started having my my son was twelve when he started playing Call of Duty, which I think was rated T at the time, just before I started going to M. But yeah, I was watching him like a hawk, making sure that he was still doing good in school. He was not, his personality wasn't changing and he was fine. Yeah. Not all kids would be. Uh, Whoa, hang on. This is revolutionary. You were being a parent. And they they sometimes hate me for it, but guess what? It's not my job to be a friend with them all the time. That's right. That's right. Um, Yeah, here's the deal. 
it is not Epic Games' responsibility to raise your children. Just like it is not WWE's responsibility to raise your children, just like it's not Microsoft's responsibility to raise your children, or PlayStation, or the film industry, or anybody. Guess whose responsibility it is to raise your children, folks? It's yours. <laughs> if you have kids, it's your responsibility to keep them alive and raise them in the way that they should go. And I understand that's going to be different for a lot of people, but I think we can agree that there's some general ground rules that you probably need to follow for exposing your kids to media, right? Yeah. Like another example, not here's another, here's another example I have not gaming related, but movie related. Uh, Every superhero movie that's ever come out, we were okay with our kids watching, you know, even except for one, the the Batman movie with Heath Ledger in it. Yeah, they was what was that twenty twelve? Uh, no, it was before that. Before that, well, yeah, it was before that. Uh, I don't remember what how old they were, but I think the oldest one might have been twelve years old at the time. Yeah, See, that uh, movie that, came out in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay, so. Yeah, okay, so my daughter was eight years old at the time. The oldest one was eight. So I yeah. that, that was a hard no for one no. once well my wife and I saw it and when we saw without them and we verified, yeah, we don't want our kids seeing this. For one specific scene in particular, if uh you want to see a magic trick, there you go. Yes. Yes. Yeah, again, you were being a parent. And sometimes parents have to make decisions that are hard. And, you know, like we've gone through in our country, um, in America in particular, and I know we're an international podcast. We get listened to in a lot of different countries. But in America in particular, we have gone to spectacular lengths to keep parents from being parents, right? There's warning labels and stickers and all kinds of junk on everything. Video games are rated. The plastic bag uh, is not a toy. Plastic bag's not a toy. Uh, video games, <laughs> movies are rated. I'm surprised books aren't rated by this point. I'm sure at one point but, they were, but uh, uh, at least... But the- what I'm, I guess what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that when you remove responsibility from the parent and you make it the responsibility of the, the, the company you set a very dangerous precedent, right? Right. Well, even the, like the you comic book very... industry back in the, what, There's 50s? There's warning labels on comics. Yeah, well, like the, the, the whole thing with the, the comic authority was ridiculous. Yeah. But was a thing because that was the times. But, but, but look, can, can I be honest with you? And, and some people that listen to the show may not like this. I'm going to say it. It's the same argument with guns. It's the same argument with everything, yeah. with alcohol, with everything. We take personal responsibility away from people. And when we do that, we get bull crap like this, where we're blaming something that is inanimate for the decision that you've made to allow your kids to do whatever they want. I, I'm sorry. 
If I were a judge and this lawsuit came before me, I would laugh at them and I would throw it out because nobody, nobody gave you the, nobody set your kids down and said, you must play Fortnite. Right. And I don't care what it is. Any game can be just as addictive, right? I mean, we're going over this whole thing about loot boxes and bundles and all kinds of other crap uh, because of Overwatch and because of Rocket League and mobile games, getting into the whole you know gambling aspect of it. I get that. But understand that just like Mario Kart Tour, just like we talked about a minute ago with Mario Kart Tour, everything that you want in Fortnite, everything that you can get in Fortnite can be earned in some shape, form, or fashion if you're willing to play the game. You have the ability to walk into your child's room, Mom. You have the ability to walk into your child's room, Dad, and say, give me the controller or unplug the system or take the take the box, turn off the Internet, do whatever. It is not Epic Games' responsibility. It's yours. Yeah, that's the reason why I have two Wi-Fi's in the house. One is uh, I use for my stuff, and the other that I had the kids use for their stuff. And if it was bedtime and they weren't listening or they they needed to do homework, I shut theirs off. They hated it, but they they, they learned that's that was what happens. You may be surprised to to learn this. Being here's a Nintendo dad, right? My kids get an hour a day. Get an hour a day. If you and you know, and sometimes and some we're a little kid, bit, some kids we're, need we're, that. I I probably should have been more the, strict with time with my kids. I I, I wasn't, but I uh, know some kids need that. Sometimes Again, we're more all of this is the general an individual situation that requires exactly. individual. Yeah. Yeah, I can't like, even think of the word. <laughs> we, it it requires individ, It requires you to to respond to the individual needs of your child. Right. It's not one size fits all, right? And so that's why. But what I'm saying is this: if this lawsuit goes forward, and this is allowed, this is going to be a huge bombshell in the midst of the video game industry. And I just like I can't see it going forward because again parents you have the personal responsibility wherever you are with your kid bottom line is if they live in your house they're paying rent (laughs) whether you charge them or not they're paying rent and that means that what you want to go on under your roof goes under under your roof why because you own the house because you make the money because you support them they're not a full adult yet and so feel free to go in there Tell them, hey, look, do it, do this. I'll even be the bad guy, all right? You go in there and you yank the cord out of their Xbox or PlayStation or Switch or whatever, and you tell them, Marty from Nintendo Dads told me to do this, <laughs> all right? He said it's okay. They'll say, who the hell is uh, he? I, that's right. That's exactly what they'll say. <laughs> I mean, who's that? Well, it doesn't matter. It's going to be like The Rock on SmackDown. Who said it doesn't matter who that is? Take it. Be done. I'm sorry. Like that. You smell what that's cooking? Such, I do. <laughs> I, I get fired up about this because I am so tired of our culture blame shifting constantly. Yeah, that, and I, right? you know, I, I've only had to deal with three kids. You have to deal with 
dozens of kids with your church. Right? More than just your own personal kids. So you probably yeah, feel and, this and more than I do. I want to rewind this and say this. The reason that we, the reason we're so strict on time is because we know the personalities of our kids and we know that if unchecked, that that's all they will do is sit on their iPad or sit on their switch. And my son being on the autism, uh, on the autism spectrum, he doesn't need that because he's already fixated on it. Right. That's his, that's one of his triggers. He's already fixated on it. So we try to give him a buffer there. Right. And for him, we have to be more explicit. Like we have to be like, you've got to put it down. You've had enough time. Uh, and my daughter's the same way. She is addicted to Netflix and she's ad- addicted to, to YouTube. Now, am I going to say it's like crack? No, because I can look at her and say, Annalise, put down the iPad. And you know what she'll do? Okay. She might go, oh, but you know why they do that? Because number one, because we've built a relationship with our kids and they trust us and they listen to us sometimes, most of the time. The other reason is, is because they know that if they don't do what I ask them to do, guess what? Guess what the first thing that gets taken is? The devices? Yes. Yes. They went to Texas for half a week for fall break. And I, wa- I happened to just need to go upstairs and I walk upstairs and and it looked like a bomb had gone off upstairs, which is where my kids live. <laughs> they have two rooms up there. There's a guest room. It's a bathroom. There was just junk everywhere. And so I call my wife and I was like, I'm about to send you some pictures of upstairs. And she's like, is everything OK? And I said, yes. But my children, I'm sending you this picture so that you understand when they walk through the door on Wednesday, when you get back, they're going to hand me their iPads and their switches. And they're not going to touch a remote control for the TV until the upstairs is done. And I, and I told her, I said, we're not going to fuss about it. We're not going to fight about it. We're not going to yell about it. We're not going to raise our voice. It's just that you were asked to clean your room. And you didn't before you left. So now you're going to pay, pay the consequences. So when they came in, like she had already talked to them, they walked in, they handed me their devices after we, you know, hugged and kissed and was like, hey, you know, I'm so glad you're home. I said, go get your devices. And they handed them to me. Why? Because I'm the parent. <laughs> because I'm the parent and you didn't do what I asked you to do. And so now you're going to pay the consequences. Same thing here. If your kid's playing too much Fortnite, stop them from playing Fortnite. Take it away. Right. Be done like, with it. Like if they have a computer in the room, take it out. That shouldn't. They should, the kids should not have a computer in the room at that age. It should be in a public, in a place where you can monitor what they're doing. Yes. It doesn't yes. mean you That's hover true. over them and watch everything they do, but just like, be in eyesight so you can look. That's every like once internet in a while. safety rule number one, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, like computer it, in a public place. Yeah, it's like you know, just any. Any interaction with a child and anyone else should needs to be in eyesight of a parent. Yeah. I, anyway. Doesn't like, it matter if it's a computer or not. I could sit. I, honestly, I could sit and rant about this all night. I think that we have, uh, we as largely as a culture, we have, uh, we have abdicated our role as shepherd, guide, protector, all of that. And we're blame shifting it onto somebody else. But yet at the same time, at the same time, we have increased our helicopteriness, right? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the helicopter, and I'm gonna be way up here, and my blades are spinning, and I'm gonna hover over my child, but I'm just gonna hover over them and see what happens. 
I'm not going to observe. I'm not going to tell them not to do anything. I'm just going to observe and see if they can make it on their own. And I just, I don't understand that. I love my kids too much to not tell them no every now and then. You know? Right. I, I don't know. Anyway, lawsuit, dumb. It's stupid. The parents are stupid. The kids are dumb too. They should listen to their parents. Uh, just, again, I want to, let's rewind back to what Jesse said. You can't be your kid's friend all the time. And that's where this, that that's where this started. Parents that want to be their kid's friend. And then now they're eight hours a day on Fortnite, 10 hours a day on Fortnite. They're sneaking it in the middle of the night playing Fortnite. Why? Because you didn't set boundaries. You didn't set boundaries. So there's your Nintendo dad's dad tip of the day. Dads and moms that listen to the show, set some healthy boundaries for your kids. It's going to be different for each and every one of them, but you need to set boundaries, not just on technology. You need boundaries for everything. Why? So we, so we as parents help develop, not grow, not manufacture, but we help develop, we help shape well-rounded individuals who contribute to society. Right. Right. I mean, and, and, I want to point this out in our chat on YouTube. Super Nintendo Switch Nerd 2017. He says this. I like how you say don't always be the kid's friend instead of saying you, you're you not your kid's friend at all. That's exactly right. Because you know what? There's going to be times where my kids and I, we're friends. You know, yes, I want to be their friend. I want them to like me, right? We want to be loved by our kids if we right. have them. The problem is, though, is that when that's all you do, you have to be the parent first, friend second. And sometimes that means being the bad guy. And I don't like being the bad guy at all. Like you can ask my wife. I make her be the bad guy a lot. Right. But <laughs> I, I like because she she does she is she has way less mercy than I do. Because I'm like, oh, just give it back to him. You know, they'll be fine. They've learned their lesson. But no, she's like, no, it's got you gotta if you say you're gonna do this, if you say you're gonna take it for a week, it's gone for a week. You know, and that's you know, follow through is important. But anyway, so, boundaries yeah. are good. Boundaries are good. That is our lesson for the day. Let's move on and let's talk about what we've been playing. Shall we? Jesse, I have already talked way too much about what I've been playing. Um, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Okay. Um, I played a little bit of Burger Time Party, which I thought launched today so i was planning on having a video ready to go out thursday morning but uh no it, it launched on tuesday so i'm like crap so Surprise. instead of instead of pre-recording a let's play like i did with neocab i did a live let's play tuesday evening played about 70-ish minutes uh of various modes i couldn't i couldn't do any multiplayer modes because i was by myself uh, I might have a chance to play some multiplayer this weekend. I might talk more about that uh, next week. But uh, if you know what Burger Time is, this is more of that. It's just, it's got um, more, it's like, it has HD hand-drawn graphics, and the way some of the enemies animate almost reminds me of Cuphead-ish. And, uh, and I was kind of impressed with it. Um Yeah, I was tr trying to remember other Burger Time games that I played, like, some had the the enemies blended in at the background and made things difficult to see. Like uh, Super Burger Time did that, and uh, other games allow you to jump. This one does not. This is has more traditional controls. 
like they have they have the the main game is like just single screen missions. You know, do these without running out of out of your lives. Uh, you start with three peppers to stun the enemies, and you they recharge over time. Then, um, <coughs> excuse me. And once you, you you finish it, then you get the next board, and everything resets. And there's like twenty levels of twenty twenty stages that are kind of like the the tutorial, and then there's it opened up more more stages in that section that I didn't get into. Then I went into the the main the next menu option, which was more of that, but more complicated puzzles. Not really puzzles, but just. You know, instead of just making one burger, you have to make five, and well, varying, very, varying heights, and gets more enemies. Uh, I I think there's supposed to be like maybe a hundred stages. I I got to twenty and noticed that there was at least twenty more. It only shows, it shows five per page, and it shows like four pages deep, forward and backward of where I am. So there's there's. There's a lot of gameplay going, go, uh, a lot of game content going on here. Another mode is more like the original arcade in that it's it's stage after stage, but it's just continuous play instead of breaking for us a, a stage select victory screen every time. And and here you you collect the additional food items to gain peppers, uh, additional pepper uses just like in the arcade. And and it has and you're able to gain lives and all and the lives don't reset every stage either. It, it all works together. And it looks like Justin's asking to be rejoined again. Um, and uh, or or either that or I'm I'm seeing really old messages in Discord. One of the two. I think you're seeing really old messages. Okay. All right. Never mind then. Tim's gonna okay. hop in though here in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so we're, we're it's uh musical chairs tonight. It is, and then uh, the the marathonish mode does have like online leaderboards, and they have multi they have uh, multiple levels. I think I unlocked the second level. I I didn't unlock the the hardest levels yet, and these other levels are, can be played with up to four people. So I'm sure the people who did get higher scores properly played with four people and four people who knew what they were doing because the the lives in in that that mode of the game are shared between all the players so if you're playing a four player game and you have three lives you know I cannot lose a life but if everyone else loses one we're 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 our game over mm. and there's another on another multiplayer mode that is that is at least it, it does require at least two people. Uh, it's think of it like what Pac-Man versus was. You know, one person's uh, Peter, and the others are one of the the, the food foes to try uh, to tries to catch him. Uh, that's another mode I wanted. I haven't had a chance to play yet, but I want to try it. So I like the game. I want to play more, but on the other hand, it. Uh, Kind of made me want to play the original arcade again. So it, it they each have their 
they're different draws on my uh, on the back of my head, but definitely the Poker Time Party has significant content more than just what the arcade has. So I think if you, if you like the Burger Time gameplay, you'll like this. If you don't, All this right. isn't going. This isn't going to win you over. Cool, but it's, it is cool to see uh, like an old series like that kind of be brought back to life, right? Yeah, I was surprised uh, when I heard about this and was and was I was going to buy the, buy it anyway, but I ended up getting the, you know we uh, the asked for a review code and was able to get it. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Uh, you've been playing anything else? Um, nothing else I want to talk about. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. yeah gotcha. Um, I understand. Yeah. They see, you know, I, I, I pre-purchased the Killer Queen Black, so I'll be playing that this weekend. And I'm, I'm still wanting to play Dragon Quest. You know, I have four games I bought that I haven't even touched yet because I have other games going on. And, uh, uh, one night stand. I also bought and had a chance to play. So that's uh, I have gotcha. a backlog. Yeah, and of course, I have, and, a, I have and a then, huge backlog too. And I also, I'm also, I also have the review copy of uh, Little Town Hero. I believe on Saturday we're able to do let's plays, and we and we we can't do a full reviews until Tuesday, but or I think Monday. But you know, I don't normally do reviews. So well, I, I, I plan can't on, wait to see your let's play of it because so, I want to see it in action. So I'll, I'll plan on doing in that. The Thirty seconds they showed of it on. Right. So I plan on doing that Saturday night because my, my Saturday day is pretty busy. We have a. I'll be doing an escape room with my kids uh, in the afternoon, and then in the evening I'll have time. What you need to do is just lock them in it and escape. <laughs> or get an ice cream cone or something. I don't know. Uh, so. In addition to ukulele, which I talked about earlier in the show, I've been also been playing Ori and the Blind Forest, uh, which I bought on the day that it came out, but just uh, really got around to launching this week. Uh, I talked a little bit about the demo uh, uh, early, or I think on like a couple of shows ago. Um, I really, really like this game. and It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. The story is, is very touching. Um the only thing I don't like about it is that, like, you had the manually created save states, right? Like, where you have to, like, save up your your energy, which is usually not that hard to come by. You can usually pop one off whenever, but you create the save point. Well, which game is this again? Ori and the Blind Forest. Okay. And so uh, I see why it was so popular on Xbox One when it first came out. I'm glad it's on Switch. And I've been making my way through it. I'm probably about a third of the way through the game. Uh, and so far, it's been good. It is frustrating in some parts because it just is over and over and over again. Like, you know, like you, I got past like the the first third of the game. I like I did the thing that you were supposed to do, which I'm not going to spoil. And your reward for doing the thing you're supposed to do is that rapidly rising floodwaters start chasing you vertically on the screen. That sounds rude. And you have to outrun them. And it's just, if you don't, then you, like, you can get all the way to the very end, which is a pretty lengthy sequence. You can get all the way to the very end and die because you can't make save states while this is going on because one of the rules of gameplay in Ori is you can't make a save state or you can't drop a save point when you're in danger. Uh-huh. 
So it's this huge sequence that if you get to the end, you end up dying and having to go all the way back through it. And that's been my problem is just forgetting to make a save state or save point and then like having to go all the way back through something I'd already done. And that's my fault. I get it. But I think it's also a little flaw. As well, like, sounds times, like some RPGs I've played where I thought it was autosaving and after three yeah. hours, oh, nope, I have to start over. I've, I've really enjoyed the game. Uh, one other game I want to mention very, very quickly uh, that caught my eye because somebody tweeted about it is Cubix, which just, uh, I guess, has been out a couple weeks. I didn't know, but it's if you've ever played, if you remember the game, I think it's Kix that was on yeah. the Game Boy back in the day, Q-I-X-X. This is the same concept, but it's a 3D version. So you're playing on a cube instead of a square. And you're carving out parts of this square while avoiding enemies and also keeping yourself, uh, like getting power ups and making sure you can get to the next part. And you have to like, you have to carve through a specific percentage of the cube to, and, and like drop it off for you to advance to the next level. And it was like $4.99. So I was like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, not really expecting much. And like the first time that I played it, it like sucked me down a rabbit hole for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I was dying, I was I was having a great time. It's got, uh, I mean, it's kind of trippy visuals and the, like I, I wouldn't call it a generic techno soundtrack, but it's pretty, I mean, it's, you know, it's drum and bass, EDM type stuff. Uh, but it's actually really good, like as a as a game. It it, it scratches the puzzle itch um, that seems to <clears throat> not be as uh, as supported on the Switch for some reason yet. Like I would love for there to be more puzzle games, but I don't know that any um, system is getting all that many puzzle games these days. Everything's about blowing demons' heads off and weeding gardens. So, um, Marty, I used yeah. to love that game on my 5200. It was called Key, I think, on that system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I, and the thing was, is I always wanted that for the original Game Boy because it had like Mario in it, you know, and I always saw these previews of it, but never could find it. Like it was, a, it was a hard game to find in my area for some reason. And I never got it. I always hoped that it would be on Virtual Console or something, never came out. This is a good substitute. And I think it's still five bucks, so you're not losing that much. I would recommend it if you're a fan of puzzle games, action puzzle games, or that just that concept sounds cool to you. It's actually really easy to play. It's a whole lot of fun. So, Tim, thanks for joining us. Tim was supposed to be on the show tonight and uh, fell asleep, as you do when you're a dad and you're at work and you're you know you've had a long week and you're tired, and we haven't really prepped you for being on the show tonight either. Uh, that happens too. So. Uh, thanks for waking up and, and uh, jumping on the show. And you've got something you want to talk about that you've been playing. Yeah, um, I've actually just this week finished. Uh, well, I didn't finish playing it, but I did a first impressions of Darksiders 2, the definitive edition. Man, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, uh, I, I'm I'm all for pun names, but I wasn't expecting a pun name in the Dark Darksiders game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, and it's interesting how they use that together. Death inative instead of death definitive or something def, like that. I don't know. De, de, yeah. <laughs> definitive. Definitive. Yes. 
But uh, yeah, I put uh, first impressions up on YouTube. Basically, that game to me, I, I actually came out a long time ago, uh, 2012 on Xbox and uh, 360 and PS3. Uh, and then they, you know, they did re-release it for the PS4 and Xbox One, and then just recently for the Switch. And that's when we got a review code, and I got to start playing it. And um, I, I'm absolutely loving that game. I'm loving what I've been playing and uh, not only because of what they used to say about it, because I've been told and read articles about it playing like a Zelda game or having Zelda elements to it. Uh, But to me, it reminds me more of God of War. So uh, back in the Wii U days, um, you know, because we had far and few between games, uh, not only did I have my, you know, DS or 3DS to help kind of supplement the games I would get on there. But I'd also I also have my PlayStation where I would play games on there as well. And God of War was one of those games. Actually, it was my PSP that started with that. Um, And I loved those games on the PSP, which got me back into the PlayStation console games to play those on the console, the console versions. Uh, but the reason why I mentioned that it's like that is because there's some elements of it that some of the um, story elements or cinematics remind me of God of War, as well as some of the combat, which is the hack and slash type combat style or game. Um, so yeah, for I me, think that... I tried playing the original Darksuckers on PS3 and I didn't get it. He didn't click with yeah. me. Yeah, and and that's something too. I haven't played that one either, the first one. Um, so, and I don't think you need to play it in order to play this one. It does well in telling you what what's going on or what happened in the previous game. Um, I think because <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't look into it. I didn't research it. I just jumped right into the game, and it it's for me. It's it's well enough to play and follow the storyline, but the storyline isn't that in depth to where you can get lost or forget where you're at when you come back to the game. Uh, so it's a good game to pick up play for, you know, 20 to 40 minutes uh, and then put back down. Cause not only that, not only is it easy to remember what you're playing story wise, but they also have kind of like your quest list things you have to do to, you know, progress through the story as well as some side things, side quests that you can do in there as well. And it keeps track of that very well on the map. Um, so, again, this game, I, I've i wanted to play it ever since it came out the first time because of what it sounded like it was like. Um, it just has always been one of those games I just kind of put on the back burner and never got around to buying or getting or never got as a gift. And this one was going to be one of those things that I was going to add to the Christmas list, I suppose, or, you know, add to the list, wish list in case it came on sale and I did get some, you know, Christmas funds or something. Uh, but I, to be honest, I shouldn't have done that. I should have gotten on that right away because this is my style of game where it's your action adventure, hack and slash type game that you can jump into and play quickly. And then, uh, so that's, Again, I, I did a first impressions of that. I posted it on YouTube. And then just today I got the code to check out Ghostbusters 
So I'll be talking about that more soon. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that one. Tim, the, the most vital question that I have to ask you right here, right now is, are you afraid of no ghosts? I'm afraid of no ghosts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch and those movies again. Can, does Boston make you feel good? Yes, it does. Fantastic. Then you were the right man for the job. I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see. Like, I played uh, Ghostbusters back, I think it was on the Xbox 360. Yeah, it was a 360 PS3 game. There was a Wii version that like, was, I think, similar gameplay with definitely simplified graphics. Yeah, I did. It was not my cup of tea back in the day. So yeah, I, more I don't think I got past a few hours. You have a, you have a fantastic time with that. And yeah. uh, just stick it to the Marshmallow Man for me. Well, yes, I will. Going back to Burger Time real quick, one thing I wanted to mention that the, like the only downside of of the game is because of the controls are is basically up, down, left, right, and pepper. I was instinctively trying to use a D pad, and you have to use the stick, which caused some problems trying to get down a ladder because there are diagonals that don't yeah. do anything. So you, they need to let you game, be able to use the, the uh, control. Pad. I would if I if they're if they're listening, I would suggest them to patch in D pad support. That'd be great. More games need to use the the D pad for the Switch. Um, I'll just because my, I mean, especially now that there's one on the Switch Lite. And I'll but, add to my my complaint on, on my game on, on the Dark Siders too is the camera. Um, and I think it's a complaint a lot of us have when we're playing. So I was playing with me yeah. a bit, though. Uh, yeah, I love those two. Have mine right over there. That way. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, I want to thank you for joining us here at the very end. And also want to say thanks to Justin for joining us later on in, or earlier on in the show. Uh, and uh, as we kind of wrap up here, um, we're going to read an email that we got this week, but we want to remind you next week is going to be episode 250 and we, we need your emails, your comments, your tweets, your voicemails, your questions as we celebrate five years of Nintendo dads, five years. And I just want to throw this out here that on next week's show, we are going to make a huge announcement. We're going to make a big announcement on next week's show. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be fantastic. It does affect the future of Nintendo Dads. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's going to be episode two, 250, and we're going to do it live next week. And uh, we want you to be a part of it. We would love, uh, you know, because here's the thing. Our show is built on uh, fan interactions. It's not just about four or five guys sitting around talking about Nintendo because we're experts or anything. It's because of you and it's because of our community that we continue to go and you have sustained us for five years, which is awesome. And we're so thankful for that. And so next week is a celebration of you. It's a celebration of Nintendo dads. It's a celebration of everything that makes this show great and our community great. But let's read this email. This is from Mecha Dragon 101. And here's what he says. Um, I'll do my best not to make this one as long as last time. My question to you fine gentlemen today is, have you ever felt sad or depressed over a TV movie or game series concluding or worst case scenario, having no chance of getting a new game at all? 
One of my favorite shows is supposed to conclude at the end of this week, and I keep dreading the night for when that does. And also, how do you recoup or get over said series ending, especially if you've been following it for quite a while? Hopefully all that made sense. I'm looking forward to checking out the podcast tonight. Hear you, or See you dads soon. Uh, any of you guys ever uh, dealt with withdrawal or the sadness of a show ending or not coming back at all? The, there was one show, when I read this, I thought of a show that aired, uh, I think it was 94 to 95, called Mantis. It was the, like a superhero show where this, the, this uh, guy in a wheelchair invented an exoskeleton that he could use to walk. And then he found out it also enhanced his strength and agility. And he built a mask to go with it and be was a superhero. And I remember liking, liking the show when it aired, but I never saw the ending until several years later when it was like reruns was playing on sci-fi network. So when I, I, I was watching the series to, to it only, I don't think it only had the one season. Um, but when it got to the last episode, that just brought brought me brought me down based on how they ended it, and it was just like what I don't I don't know if I want to actually spoil what happens or let, leave that open for y'all to check it out if you if you can find it. But uh, that that one I think was the one show that hit me the hardest uh, over how they ended it. Okay, what about you, Tim? Uh, I have an old oldie but goodie one, uh, Quantum Leap. Uh, that show, that one, uh, ended ended interestingly. I wanted to rewatch that, and I never got around to it. <laughs> I used to watch it, it in college, in high school. Yeah, that was one of those ones I loved watching. It's just the way they ended it was, I mean, it was interesting. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I, I guess as a fan, I would like to have seen it end differently. But uh, that one in ended abruptly for to me even though it was on for a while and then more recently and actually isn't a tv show it's actually in our uh, movies um the marvel universe iron man um just i want more of iron man i want more of robert downey jr but i know you know obviously he's getting older so <laughs> it's a little bit harder to keep up with that but yeah you know it's uh it's one of those characters that i just wanted to see even if he didn't have his own movies just continue on in the universe you know yeah, the but you never know. And, you never and, know, you know, you know, yeah, alternate universes and well, stuff. <laughs> that in, in the comics, he became the the AI for another girl's suit. I forgot right. what characters. So they still could do something like that. But uh, I, okay. I don't know. Another quick example is this one isn't really sad or depressing as opposed to it got me angry is the uh, 1989 the flash when it didn't get a second season i was upset because i like that show i remember that show yeah I, I went back and watched it again and i'm like oh this show is horrible compared to what i remember <laughs> but still at the time i liked it because it was the only thing we had yes yeah i don't know like I, I was thinking of a couple of examples and i'm not really stuck with a lot of shows that have gone through to the end you know as far as a lot of the shows that I watch are still on the air. 
I mean, I watched The Walking Dead. That's still on the air for the time being. Uh, we watched Game of Thrones. Um, that's obviously ended, and I did not feel anything about the ending, just like a lot of people. It was like, eh, okay. Um, but I, I will tell you there's two that affected me, and they affected me at different times in life. Uh, one, the first one being uh, the morning or the time that I woke up and I realized that there was no more G1 Transformers cartoon. <laughs> and then later on in life, in my teen, teen years, realizing that Japan got way more of the G1 Transformers cartoon than we did. The story continued on for years to come, but we didn't get it. Yeah, I remember, I think I picked up a DVD set of the Japanese Headmasters show that was bought, like the follow-up. I bought a, uh, a VHS copy, badly, badly recorded copy of the Headmasters off of eBay, where the, uh, the like the, the uh, the it had been translated into English, like it had been dubbed into English, uh, but like the way that they translated it was terrible, and so uh, like there's this one. I think episode, my set was subbed. There's one episode where well, they, like Rhino or somebody got a hold of it eventually and did it right, but uh, and did the sub of it. But this was like dubbed over, and there's there's one episode where Soundwave and Blaster fight. And they kill each other. They like they both get, uh, they both get wounded and die because of the fight. And so they come back, and the whole reason they did it was so that they could resell Blaster and Soundwave in different colors. And it was they were twin cast and Sound Blaster, and they uh. had like double cassette depth doors so they could store two cassettes instead of one. But in the episodes. Sound Blaster comes back, or, or uh, let me let me go talk about Blaster first. Blaster comes back, and his name is Billy. What? Yes, and um, <laughs> nice. Soundwave is rebuilt, and they call him New Soundwave. <laughs> oh, he's that's a how Nintendo. They that's how Nintendo new Soundwave for the rest of the series. So that that that's how Nintendo learned how to name new, new 3DS yeah, systems. That's yeah, it. yeah, it's. Uh, Do they have a Nintendo wave. logo on New Soundwave? Yeah, and then there were trains. There was like a Galaxy there was edition. like a combiner gestalt that that of trains of Autobot trains. They had names like Bob and Tony or something like that. It was so bizarre. I think was this you a, go, go was look this a, it up. It, was this a fan dub? And or was Spike, this legit? Oh, Spike. Spike was still in the show, and they called him Sparkle. I think it was a fan yeah. dub. I don't think uh, it was real. Go look it up. Go look it up. It's it's It was terrible. But anyway, that one was one. And then uh, I'm just going to throw this out here. And, like, I don't think there's anybody who – there's very few people I've met that don't like the show. I was legitimately heartbroken and sad when The Office ended. I loved that show. That was my wife and I's show uh, on the middle of the week. We sat down and watched that every episode. And I will, I will admit to you, in the final episode when Michael Scott showed up, I shed a tear. And it was just I don't think so I've well done. I've ever watched that show. Jesse. 
watch it before it leaves Netflix. Or did it already leave Netflix? I think it was I think it still has it till the end of the year. You got you gotta watch it while it's still there. Uh you if you like dry sarcastic humor, yes. It's it's for you. Sometimes it's, depending it's, depending on if it's done right. I'm gonna verify done it. well. Well you, you look you will you'll the thing is is like at first you, you know Takes a little, takes a few episodes to get going. I think the first ep- first season's only six episodes, but by like you get wrapped up in the characters. Jim and pa- Jim Halpert and Pam is the uh, uh, Pam Beasley is the greatest on screen love story of our generation. I'm just gonna say it. It's fantastic. <laughs> you need to go watch it. It's good, man. Mega Dragon. This was a fantastic question. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw this out to Twitter and our folks over on Twitch and YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter. And let us know what is the one series, TV show, movie, game series, whatever it is. What is the one that you felt sad or depressed when it ended and you would love to see it come back or you know it's never going to come back, but you just have nostalgia for it? I would love to hear that from you over on our Twitter account, at Nintendo Dads. Is it still on? Yeah, it's still there. Still on. Jesse, you still got time. You can binge it, man. I believe in you. Uh, you can do it. Um Guys, that is episode 249.5. And we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and our very own Tim Off. Uh, and uh, because of him and because of his work over at Patreon and Discord, uh, we've been growing the community. It's been going. And you can go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and join in for a dollar a month or more. And um, we would love to talk to you over there on our Discord. We also have a website now. Uh, nintendodads.org again you can go over there nintendodads.org all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes social media, Patreon links and a shop for Nintendo Dads merch you can find it all at nintendodads.org or you can find us on social media in most places, Patreon, Twitter Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube just type in Nintendo Dads and boom we're there Uh, you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or podcast at nintendodads.org. And you can call in and leave a voicemail for that episode 250 next week at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. We would love to play that on the show. Mm-hmm. And we'll read all of your emails and do all that Facebook we are, comments. We already have one voicemail on deck for next week. Yes, I am so excited uh, for that. Next week's going to be a huge, huge episode. I'm pumped. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show and Adam Leonard and Carter Johnson for all the sweet artwork that they do for us. For me, for Tim, for Jesse, for Justin, and the rest of the Nintendo Dads team, this has been episode 249.5. See ya. Nintendo Dads. This could be the best Nintendo Dads ever.